Lyrics of the Hub, your fan cast, brought to you by TV Series Hub. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Nerks of the Hub. I'm Uber, I'll be your host today, but uh, please be kind to me, this is my first time, so no lobbing virtual tomatoes at my head, please. Unless I really frack it up, then by all means, lob away. And I am joined today by my fellow Nerk, Kelsey. Hey. And of course, we are joined by our very special guest today, who you all might know as Lucy from Killjoys, Tamsin McDonough. Hi, Tamsin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing great. Doing great. I'd like to start off this conversation with a very, very serious question. Um, it's one of those questions that's bothered me and other fans for quite, quite some time. But, but I think that what we need here is an authoritative voice. To okay. finally end this debate once and for all. Are you ready? Yeah, I should talk in a really deep voice. <laughs> really serious okay. deep voice here, okay? Really deep, okay. Real deep. All right. If the Raza from Dark Matter somehow ended up in the quad, and it's the Raza versus Lucy, who would win that race and why? Well, you're talking to somebody who's only slightly biased. <laughs> Jeez, of course Lucy's going to kick its ass. <laughs> it's nice and it's very funky looking, sure, and it's got all kinds of extra space. But, you know, I mean, it's it's like a cruise ship. Well, I'm like a, Lucy's like a, a speedboat. You know, she's sleek, she's cool, she's, you know, she's sassy and nasty. You know, it, it's, 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 it's apples and oranges here, you know? I love that. <laughs> I also like the automatic, like, I'm, and, and then correction to Lucy. Yeah, no, I know. Right. Freudian flip there. <laughs> no, it's great. It. It's great. We respect. Yeah, we do, we do. So can you tell us how you got involved in Killjoys? Uh, it was it was nothing so exciting as, as a, an audition. Um, I had recently, very recently moved from Toronto to Vancouver just to sort of... Uh, I think it's a rite of passage with all actors in Canada that we we kind of wildly bounce back and forth between Vancouver and Toronto in the, I think all the work's over there. And then you pack up and you leave. <laughs> oh my goodness, I think it's over there. And then you pack up again. So I was in one of my, I think it's in Vancouver. So I took off to Vancouver. And it's also all my family's out there. So I thought, hey, if I can make it work out in Vancouver, that might be cool too. It'd be great to be, quote unquote, not quite bi-coastal, but, you know, by, you know, Different areas. I'm going to stop. I can't think of the word. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, to be on sort of two different areas. So I thought, let's go make some contacts over there so I can, you know, because I would love to to be a part of like The Flash and Supergirl and all those kind of great shows that are happening out there. Uh, so I just landed in Vancouver like two months earlier. And I think it was a couple of days before Christmas or like maybe even the night before or something like that. And I got this uh, audition for, um, you know, to do a voiceover. And I was like, okay, so great. So a voiceover for a spaceship. And so I was, I was more than a little excited. <laughs> so, but um, all the casting was done out in Toronto because that's, you know, where it shoots and that's where all the production is. Uh, but I think this is what I've been told. So so don't quote me on this and certainly don't record me. Um <laughs> We're not being recorded, right? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Just oh, check. No. Yes, it's all good. Uh, I was told that they were having um, uh, problems finding somebody who had the right sort of snark, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm good with snark. It's it's one of my uh, it's 
it's one of my talents. Um, and uh, I had done uh, an episode of Lost Girl. And the character that I played there was incredibly snarky. Like, that was just full on, you know, deep into snark. And so they said, so we're just wondering if you could kind of do what you did with that. So uh, I said, you bet. You better believe I can. So, uh, yeah. So ended up going into um, my agency's. Uh, uh, they have a sound booth there and just, you know, shooting it. And then, okay, can you do it this way now? And so I went back in, did it that way. Uh, and I think the very first time they actually asked me, as I was walking in, uh, there was, uh, my agent was on the phone. He said, oh, can you do an English accent? I said, well, with no preparation, not a good one. And uh, so I went in there. It was just the worst accent. So I think that they thought, okay, like the voice, but wow, can she not do accents on the fly? So, so granted, you you may have noticed that Lucy does not have an English accent. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if I had been given some time, I can do an accent, no problem. But, you know, I there's some people that have the ear for it and they can just do it and it makes sense to them. I am not one of those people. Uh, I can do snark off the cuff, but I cannot do accents off the cuff. So, um, yeah, so this was all happening sort of just right uh, right after Christmas, so I got the call right before Christmas, and then this is all happening right after. Um, and then, you know, fairly close after that, I had to, you know, come back to Toronto and shoot for a few months. Um, yeah, so it was kind of funny that as soon as you leave, that's when work starts happening in the other place, of course. You know, it's like the grocery store lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get in one line, and then, the, and then it starts being the slow one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. So luckily or, or, or life on the freeway. It's the freeway. You, yeah, you got behind exactly. the car and then the next lane opens up and then you get in that lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's, uh, that's basically it's, it's not exciting, but it's, it was fun for me. So I'm, you know, again, I'm slightly biased, but uh, something else at the beginning as well. And oh really? She, yeah. And she was, um, supposedly, supposedly it's a new word. Get, get used to it. Start using it. <laughs> Uh, she was supposedly uh, more of a motherly figure, um, but I didn't realize that. I got more of the, she has a crush on Johnny, um, or she favors Johnny. And so I, I sort of just, you know, sat in the, the attitude and sat in the, you know, slightly flirty whenever it was with Johnny. Um, but supposedly, poor, uh, poor Aaron Ashmore, who plays Johnny brilliantly on the show, he was told that I'm a motherly figure and oh. they shot it long before I even got there. So they were done shooting when they were casting for the spaceship. So he's treating her like a mother and I'm treating him like a bounce, chicka, bounce, bounce. And then it got even not worse, but well, it could be for him. It got even <laughs> more so when I actually got in to shoot it. Uh, so the audition was slightly flirty, but then when I got in to actually shoot it, um, and it was a, so you would see the scenes uh, on a giant screen inside these these uh, sound booths, and all the clients are clients. No, they're not clients. They're uh, I just shot a Lincoln commercial, so they were clients. Ah, okay. um, all the all the producers and and the director and of course Michelle Lavretta uh, were sitting in the the client area. 
And uh, so we're all just sort of chit-chatting. We're working on stuff. And so I'm like, okay, all right. So let's uh, let's give this a shot. So, of course, you know, Aaron Ashmore's gorgeous face comes up on screen. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so I got even more flirty and more kind of, you know, innuendo kind of thing. And they just went, okay, we're okay with that. And just sort of ran with it. <laughs> love that. Poor Aaron is like, I was treating her like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> So we got to switch that around. Oh, that's phenomenal. I love it because I love their dynamic and finding out that that it, it, it just that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, we wanted to know about the about how it works with the shooting and you you gave us an insight with okay, it was shot before and then the uh, voice recording was later on. Um, did they change that up after the first season or was that sort of always what it was that no, they it's, it's always what it was. And I, I don't know, I, I sort of, I'm making an assumption, but you know, I would certainly do it this way if, if I was running things is that um, I would read the script and sort of see what was going on. And then, you know, they'd be shooting. And, and then when I actually, you know, uh, a month or so later would go in to shoot that episode, I would notice that some of my lines were different. And sometimes I would have lines added in and sometimes they'd be taken out. And I realized very uh, I think they were very smart to do this is that if they left me till the very end, then if there was any gaps or anything unclear, they're not going to go bring everyone back in to shoot a scene, but they can get Lucy to basically fill in stuff or clarify things uh, with a line here or there. So I think it was very, very smart to do it that way. Um, and I think it, it helped them here and there, you know, just when, cause you can, you can write something and then it doesn't, necessarily translate or it translates in a different way or somebody who doesn't you know who wasn't one of the writers goes oh I don't get it ah shoot you know so that's mm-hmm. a you know just a pure viewer watching it uh, somebody who wasn't there for shooting and wasn't there for writing so you're like, okay great we need to change this now so Lucy can go and clarify that so it was uh, I think a cheap and easy uh, you know addition onto the end um but, uh, yeah, I mean, unless I, I was on set doing a, a scene or two here and there. So, um, but what I ended up doing a, a bunch of times in, in, um, uh, later seasons that I really enjoyed was to do, um, any of the big scenes, um, uh, mostly with Aaron, um, they would ask me to come and read what's called, um, off screen lines. Mm. And so you weren't, I wasn't seen. I was usually tucked into a dark corner I was sitting underneath the Lucy console or you know like basically tucked in I had a little <laughs> flashlight and I'm reading my lines shouting them out to them because um, they realized um, a director came in who's actually he's usually the director of photography but uh, Michael Marshall brilliant I mean that the whole look of the show is, is his he did all that and when he started to come in and direct some episodes he was saying you know I, I think it's better if we actually had the actress there on set Instead of the first assistant director yelling out, no, John, you, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> he's not an actor, you know, and he's like in a thick material accent. No, John, you cannot do that. See, this is why I don't do accents on the fly. So edit. <laughs> Stop. You never heard me say that. I don't know what accent that was. I'm not claiming anything. You're like me in this regard. If I ever start with an accent, whatever accent I, I start with, I somehow end up with Boris and Natasha. I do not know why this is. Yeah, I, just... I end up with Jamaican. I don't know. 
good one too. So um, yeah, so that was really fun to to be on set and and re, um, you know reacting and doing the lines with everybody. Um, and it was you know they they were very lovely and said that it was really helpful for them. Which I, as an actor, I would be thinking the same thing. Like instead of having to have an emotion off of somebody who's not in character who isn't the character, who's a, you know, thick accented male with a deep Italian, you know, like a deep voice. Like it was very different than, than me doing it. So, um, so it was, uh, however, I still had to go in and reshoot those because my uh, sound wasn't as clear as it should be as a spaceship. So I still had to go back in, but at least I had the memory of that time and how I felt or felt as a spaceship. I felt, um, you know, how all the oil was coursing through her, her systems. Um, I mean, so. Lucy does seem to have feelings. She has feelings. Come on. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny that you're at mentioning that because that's actually one of my questions. Um, I, I, I think of Lucy. She's, she is a character. She, she has her own personality. She has things she wants. She has things she likes. She doesn't listen when she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, I mean, is she somewhat sentient? Is there is there is there more to her than just a ship? Well, again, you're talking to a highly biased person here. <laughs> I think she's. I've likened her to a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. That she's not quite human, but she's got these exactly as you said. She's got all these things that she likes and knows she wants, and her you know hopes and dreams and desires. And she wants to be human, but just can't quite get there. So <laughs> that's that's how I like in her is that she's a very sweet uh, golden retriever at the helm, running the ship. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> better math skills than a golden retriever, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> a much better pilot than a than better the pilot retriever. than the average golden. <laughs> so, how difficult is it when you're recording on your own to both be an unemotional spaceship? And have enough emotion in your, in your voice that all the viewers know that Lucy's not just a, an unemotional spaceship. And how difficult is it to, to do that in a recording booth by yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, so you're, uh, I'm generally riding sort of a fine line between, like you said, almost sentient, but not quite, and her wanting to be sentient. So sometimes things are coming across that she, you know, didn't mean to say or, or you know so it's it's kind of a weird zone to be in uh, and there's there's the bonus that uh, I'm sitting in front of a giant screen it's huge it's an entire wall and I'm watching the scene you know playing out before me it's all edited together 90% of the time all the special effects are in place. So I'm not looking at any green screens ever. I'm looking at, you know, space and, you know, spaceship fight and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm seeing it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters are talking to me. However, I don't, the the negative side is that I don't actually get to be on set and feeling what they're giving me. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it you know... I, I kind of just realized right now that it probably actually helped to keep a bit of distance um, in terms of emotion. Because if I'm standing in front of the character, I'm going to, by mistake, possibly even feel more than I should. So it could actually have helped, you know, not being able to do all my lines in front of the actor and sort of getting filled up with their emotion mm-hmm. and then trying to not 
you know, show any of that. Meanwhile, here, she's, she's, you know, looking at everything and wanting to have emotion, but she's held back because she's a spaceship. Does that make sense? Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. I know. <laughs> I just was kind of realizing it as I was talking. I'm like, oh, I think that actually probably helped because I might yeah. have just gotten more emotion in there than I should have if the the actors were standing right in front of me. So. Well, I mean, there was the episode where we saw Lucy live and in person, and uh, as a as a separate being apart from the ship, which was wild. Uh, and I always had hoped that uh, that they do another episode where we sort of see like Lucy versus uh, <laughs> versus her her uh, uh, human looking uh, other Lucy. <laughs> right, her uh, her her uh, Lucy bot. Lucy bot, and yes. I, I was like, yes. I know, I know she was destroyed, but hope springs eternal that somehow we'll see that there, you there know plans. There, there is engineering plans for that that Lucy bot out there somewhere. Yes. yes. See, we, you and I, we get each other, and so we. <laughs> well, you don't know. Maybe, we haven't seen season five yet. We don't. You don't know what's going to happen. Season five, maybe. See, uh, my hope springs eternal. That's right. So I'm just predicting <laughs> season five. No more spaceship. It's Lucy bot, and it's her just playing house with Johnny. <laughs> 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 he's given up on women and he's just going for fembots now. Yeah, she's the only one who will ever understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it, all of them keep dying anyway. I'm taking a bot. Right? <laughs> you just need to oil her every so often. It's fine. Mm. Yeah, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, did you do, had you done voice work before Killjoys? Uh, I done a little bit here and there, um, yeah. Like just you know, as as if you're a regular actor, you're also you generally if you have a good voice and you're a regular actor, you also have a voice agent. So you have your regular theatrical, then you have if you're doing commercials, you have a commercial agent, and then you have a voice agent. And so you know, she would send me out on on auditions. Like you know, I would get sent out for the regular acting auditions. So you know, you book things here and there, and and uh, so this was just a bigger booking. Um, you know, and a lot more fun because you actually get to to create something and be a part of something really big and really cool. So, um, that is really it, cool. short story long. Yes, I okay. had done voice work before that. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a, a you know, this is just purely my own selfish interest. Would you ever consider doing an audiobook? Because I'm an audiobook person. I love it. I have favorite. You know readers that I will go to and I don't even care like what book they're reading because I just want to hear their voice and you mm. have that kind of voice. Would you ever oh. do that? Well, thank you. Um, I, I debated it for a very quick minute. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's a lot of work. Um, you have to do a lot of research. There's a lot of, uh, working with the writer to create all these different characters. Um, and it's, it's, in terms of work, work per, you know, being, you know, blunt work per, you know, amount of money you're going to make. It's, it's quite low. Um, so it's more a, a labor of love that you'd be doing it. Okay. Um, and you know, if, if, if you're, you know, you have all kinds of other part-time jobs that, 
you just kind of want to do this as a part-time thing or, you know, that, then maybe that's just my attitude, but I found I would, pre- I would prefer to be going on auditions and I would prefer to be writing than to be uh, working on an audiobook. I was almost want to kind of, you know, do a, do a book for myself rather than do mm. one for somebody else. Is that making mm. sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I, I do have friends who have done it and they, they've liked it and, and they say it's, it's just, it, it is a kind of insane amount of work. Um, and very time intensive, uh, which is why they're good and why it's really, you know, it's really fun for people to listen to. So, yeah, I guess I wonder if I would be able to do it justice. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's some books that, I mean, I think you have a phenomenal voice and a, and a nice cadence and everything that I, is one you can listen to because, there, I mean, there's there are ones that you pick up and they have like the like, you know, that sound where every time they make an S. And, it, and I'm like, how did they get hired? I don't oh, understand. Because who can listen to this every time? <laughs> no, sibilance is a, is a major no-no in voice work. Same with like popping your peas. Like those are mm. those are big no-nos. Huh, that's interesting. I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that would have gotten through. Well, if you ever write anything and then, you know, record it, we'll be here listening. That's right. <laughs> Fair enough. I will. That I'm definitely interested in doing my own because I know all the characters. I don't have to research them. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm right on top of it. <laughs> well, we, before we veer too far off course, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, to on Killjoys. We gave the others the, this opportunity. They have so far let us down. It didn't matter how much uh, Kelsey and I scraped together. We were like, we have got lots of money. We and no, we don't. But <laughs> we would be happy to give you the four dollars and twenty two cents in my pocket right now. Okay, if you're willing to share. Spoilers for this upcoming season of Killjoys. Oh gosh! Anything four dollars and twenty-two cents is yours. You gotta stop talking, Uber. She said totally. Stop talking. Let her do it. (laughs) I'll do anything for four dollars. And then if you add up the twenty-two cents, I mean that's just that's just icing on the cake. Uh, So is that PayPal? Are you gonna send that via PayPal? Pay PayPal, friend to friend, so you won't have to pay a fee. You know, all good. Okay, so, uh, you know, send it over, and uh, I'll wait for that payment to come through. And, uh, yeah, I'll just wait for that while we uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so no spoilers, but, okay, what uh, I will, but I need that $4.22 first. That's all I'm oh, saying. My internet connection, it's, it's, uh, it's, Body. it's, it's. Kelsey, uh, it'll be you have to be you, girl. I, I, I my, my internet connection. Sorry, I think my two-year-old ate my last four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't let you down. That was all on you guys. Yeah, that was totally that was on us. Fully, fully we, up for the it. internet failed us. The internet failed us. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna blame then. <laughs> I'm now your favorite killjoy because I was willing to spill. Exactly. Off. You yeah. are. You are. You're up the. You're up the top of the list now. Perfect. But you're anyway. To be honest, because who doesn't love Lucy? I there love we go. That's what I like to hear. I really identify with Lucy because, like, oh, yeah. I love Johnny. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair Who enough. Love Johnny. Who doesn't? Yeah, that's true. Kind of an awesome hot cutie pie. <laughs> and he couldn't be nicer in person. Actually, all three of them—they're kind of ridiculous in just how decent and lovely and talented and fun and sweet they are like it's like okay where are the egos where's the impatience where's the you know frustration no nope. no nope. they're they're all just they're enjoying their job and they're they're real professionals but they're also just really really decent kind people 
They're lovely. And you had the opportunity to talk to Adam Barkin and, oh, nice. and Tom Allison and then uh, Sean Beck. And, and everybody has said that. Of course, yeah. all of you are also phenomenally kind, wonderful people as well. So now we have decided that all of Hollywood must be filled with awesome, <laughs> amazing, kind. Or maybe it's just Canada. Maybe it's just Canada's filled with amazing, kind Well, people. I mean, Hannah's, Hannah's uh, British and... No, I was going to say Lucas. Lucas Canadian too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's Canadians. We rock. What else can I say? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by TVSeriesHub.tv, your site for entertainment news, reviews, and interviews. Now back to the show. Well, back to back to the the question. Yes, of course, we're joking about the spoilers. Actually, we really don't want spoilers. We joke about it. It's one of those things we joke about. But Kelsey and I are like major spoiler phobes. But we do like teasers. Is if is there something you can say to tease us about this upcoming season? I already did. Oh, that's right. The possibility of Lucy. The possibility Bond. of something Ooh. happening with Lucy. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna write that oh, one. Oh man, my brain is like churning now. Turning. That's maybe like the best teaser yet. <laughs> what are you working on now that Killjoys is done? It's it's a strange thing though that while you're working, just the different kinds of things you get into and and where your focus ends up sort of going, and you almost can't predict it. And I've really started doing a lot of writing. And what so kind of writing do you do? It's it's one of those where I, I kind of write uh, whatever idea comes to me. So, you know, I think the first thing I wrote was kind of a Sex in the City meets Absolutely Fabulous kind of half hour edgy dramedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a kid series and I don't have kids and I don't really know kids, but I wrote a, a kid series that could go, you know, animation or it could go live action or web series or whatever. And then I wrote um, historical drama. So, I mean, it's it just kind of is whatever I get kind of glommed onto. Um, and, you know, of course, writing myself characters, uh, you know, the main character that I want. And then this is a potential other character I could be, you know, just in case they don't want to give me a lead. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm, I'm writing stuff for myself and where I get inspired. So it's it's I, I do like the comedy. That's something I really enjoy. And I've done a few comedy pieces now um and now it's just uh trying to yeah you kind of want a bit of a uh, not a stable but kind of a portfolio of pieces before you can go anywhere so i'm like okay i think i'm getting to the point where i might kind of you know start poking around and seeing what people think so um i had a couple of option offers which are great it, you Ooh. know people, yeah so th- those were good um, but I, I think I want to go and get an agent and just kind of sit back and not have to do the the sales anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, once the yeah, once the options, um, uh, if nothing happens, then once the options, uh, um, what they do, stop and whatever, fade away. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's nice to get sort of that immediate uh, satisfaction of okay, people are liking it. Yes, check. You're, you know, you're not terrible at this. So, so it's, 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 uh, it's fun. So I like that creative side of it and I like being able to use my brain. So it's fun. So with, with regard to that, are you, you're thinking about these as things on television as opposed to a book or are you thinking sort of both? Type yeah. Of things? Well, it's funny. The historical drama, people keep saying, my God, you should write, you know, 
make these into books. Uh, right now, everything is scripts. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's something that people keep pushing me to write books about them. Uh, but we'll see. You know, it's it's uh, because it's sort of you know, Killjoy's done. You're you, know, you just sort of start popping around like, okay, what else can I do? And you're you know, getting your fingers into everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of just up in the air. It's like, okay, where's this gonna go? What am I gonna do? So it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of a neat place to be in. I love listening to you talk because you keep coming up with these funny little voices, and it just feels very. Um, hey. Very fun voice actory. Uh, if you could be any character on any past Disney movie, who would you have liked to voice? Oh, I, I admit I'm not a huge Disney. Okay, past kids movie. <laughs> Let's yeah. just go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know a couple. I mean, I, I think that there was the Little Mermaid where there was the. Uh, what was she blue kind of the bad guy or something ursula the yeah ursula i'm making ursula oh, oh my like gosh Ooh, i like that she would be fun she, she yeah. could totally pull ursula all right that's it then it's decided the, the ursula. Snark. <laughs> yeah just trying to think of the other disney movies yeah i don't think i've watched a lot of them well if you don't have kids i, I can understand that yeah yeah don't threw you a curveball dang it I never got into the princess stuff. My parents were, were not super big on princess. They were more like, go and do it yourself. You don't need a prince or, you know, uh, <laughs> some sort of inheritance to get things done. Go and do it yourself. So, um, yeah, I'm less Disney, more Deadpool. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets stuff done, you know. He goes out. He's, he's very motivated. He goes and gets things done, you know. Well, maybe that's what I should have asked you then. If you were going to play a superhero, who would you play? Lady Deadpool, yeah. <gasps> Well, you just became everyone in our group's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for Shazam, though. Oh, it looks right. great. That looks really fun. Yeah. Did you guys see Captain Marvel? Yes. Oh, yeah. What did you think? I thought it was great. Okay. I loved it. Uh, the first time I saw it, uh, I had a different perspective about where it was going to go. And when you go into a movie with preconceived notions and they don't do what you think they're going to do, you're disappointed in a way. But when mm-hmm. you go back and see it a second time and you realize what they were trying to do and you realize uh, and you see where they were going, you're like, oh, wow, this is really good. So that's what happened to me. I don't know what your experiences are, but uh, when I go into a TV show or movie with preconceived notions and they don't do that, they yeah. have a different then then there's that moment of, well, well, they didn't do that. Yeah. But then you're like, but they did that. And then mm-hmm. it's you know, gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. You see, well, for me, all the X-Men were, they didn't do anything and they wrecked a lot of stuff. I'm no longer watching anymore. So that was where <laughs> I went. <laughs> Except for you first know, class. I love first class. That was good. Yeah. That but good. Uh, yeah, no, the, the I have to say, though, the, the trailers for Captain Marvel are not great. And so I'm not that excited. Like, I'm like, oh, sure, I'll go see it. But I've not been like thrilled to see it. Meanwhile, yes. Sam, I'm like, oh, I want to see this. It looks great. Yes. You know? So it's. And I can totally understand that. And I will say that I've been excited for Captain Marvel mostly because female. Yeah. uh, And I like the Avengers. And I kind of the first, especially the first trailer, I was like, meh. Brie Larson, I really like her, but like her her face is kind of like one expression, especially in the trailers. And I was like, this is not. But it is actually quite good. Oh, that's um, yeah. And she's yeah. a great actress, so she I is. trust but, that. But but they really did the trailers. It, I swear, like every scene, she has the same look on her face. Yeah, it just looks, it, <laughs> that's exactly it. It looks meh. And it's a superhero movie. You can't have yeah. meh. No. <laughs> right. And don't worry. Well, but I, there there's, 
literally like the my favorite part is basically and this is not a spoiler it's not you know it's just her being challenged by men to prove herself and mm. her being like um, no i don't have to do That's- that and that to me is like thank you thank right. you for not making her feel like she had to go like you know, toe to toe with Hercules right. and prove yeah, that she's as strong as a man. It's like because she's not, but she has other talents, yes. other skills, and yeah, yeah. Well, so. into the it's funny that you mentioned uh, Captain Marvel because actually this question came from a scene in Captain Marvel. This isn't spoilery either, okay. but there is a, a a scene where one of the characters asks another character to to share something about themselves that's. That's so unusual that no one could possibly figure out what it is. So, so with that in mind, if you could, if, do you have some special hidden talent or some something about yourself that uh, that's unique? Obviously, the writing thing, which I didn't know about, which I'm really glad to know about, and we'll keep an eye out for. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, some, something, <laughs> something about you that people would like to know. Uh, well, you see, those are two different things, a, a special talent or something, you know, weird and unique about me. Um, I'm going to go with weird and unique just because I'm staring at one straight in the face. Um, I love designer Barbies. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we got people who, who like the pops. Yes, I do have the little keychain sitting right next to me. Um. They're very cute. Like just of the favorite characters, I, I like. They're mm-hmm. sitting in a little a little thing. So you know the little tiny bobble, um, the little funko the little chain ones. Yeah, the little funko yeah. pops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other ones are just too big. Yeah. I like those as well, but I do love like these Barbies are like they're just stupid. They're expensive, and you don't play with them because you don't want a hair out of place. But they have like you know massive outfits and designer this and like it's beautiful stuff. So yeah. It's ridiculous. And people come in and go, okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more about the fashion than the, than the fashion yeah. and, um, you know, just how cool they are. Like there's this one set, um, it's, it's the chapeau collection. And so it's all about these really great hats that this one designer put together, these three, uh, these three different Barbies and they're all, they're all black girls, and but they're all like varying shades of black girls. One girl has blue eyes and very different features. They're really interesting. Like they've really put together this beautiful, uh, uh, like just a completely different look than a Barbie. One has a huge giant afro and this little tiny hat popped on the top. And another one has, she's bald, but she has like, looking at her, she has like a gorgeous cool toucan that has like sparkles and stuff on it. And yeah, like just that kind of, stuff i like i like how they they do something really different with them because they've got all the the range in the world to put on this you know little stick figure kind of thing so i don't know why i like them but i love them that's just the way when did that start um what did it start sadly maybe about 10 years ago Sadly, that's okay. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Barbies when I was a kid, but we were more outdoorsy kind of kids, and so yeah, I think this probably started then. That's yeah, cool, they've been, I, been gracing I, my walls for quite some time. 
No, that's awesome. I I cut all my Barbie's hair off when I was a kid. I was not a Barbie. You are not allowed in my house. No, no. My girls, my girls have Barbies, but that started when they came out with the new line. That's like the yeah, the tall and then the like plus size and whatever. And then, but my girls, we do actually have. I have a Misty Copeland Barbie that they're not allowed to. Oh, yeah. They're she's so pretty. They did such a nice job of her. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get that. She's she's still in her box. (laughs) Got it. Oh, these aren't in their box because you know oh, okay. I still want to look at them, but they're they're all up on you know these little shelves and all that kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's very sad. Yeah, it's very sad. I, I'm totally <laughs> gonna need a picture of this because it's I see I see it in my mind and I really want to see these dresses because I, I I think they would probably look really pretty. They're yeah they're they're really pretty they're really different they're um yeah they're they're collectible Barbies so you're you're not supposed to play with them so anybody with scissors is not allowed over. <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go kelsey if you go to tams's house leave the clippers no the- clippers <laughs> sorry i'm pretty sure she already banned me so <laughs> she's not taking any chances that's all right so even though that probably shouldn't thinking of barbies makes me think of you know uh when you were younger uh when did you know you wanted to be an actress it was pretty early um probably you know like eight or nine kind of thing. Um, and it was, it was one of those things where, you know, parents are both teachers um, or was my dad a teacher at that time? Anyway, my, and my mom, you know, uh, highly ambitious. And so she was, you know, a teacher first and then she became a vice principal and then a principal and then she was opening schools and then she was running three schools. And, you know, uh, my dad had all kinds of very cool, different jobs all the time, stayed home with us while we were little kids Um and then had a lot of cool jobs. So they, they always had, you know, really good, safe, secure jobs. Like my dad was a plumber. He was an accountant. He was, and then he eventually became a teacher. And then, you know, my mom, a, a full-time teacher. So it was, you know, it was always very secure jobs. So being an actor, you know, you kind of just, it doesn't even sound like it's a job. Like it doesn't sound like it's a career. So I kind of, you know, okay, well, I guess I'll go to university. Still want to do that acting. Maybe I'll just take it <laughs> courses while at university it's fine so yeah got my degree with like a smattering of acting in there as well and uh and then just finally kind of went ah, i just got to do this okay i've got the, the degree under my belt it's you know it's there's a quote-unquote backup mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of you know heaved into it uh, pretty full-time um i think also i went to new york um for a bit and uh it's supposed to be a three-week contract and i ended up saying yeah that's not happening and i i stayed for six months and um you know the the acting community there is so incredible and so it was just something that i almost couldn't get away from and it just made it very kind of real and it was a career and it was something that you could do you know and yes it's not secure and it's not stable um, you know, it's feast or famine kind of thing, but you realize, oh no, people do this. It's not just a, you know, a funny, strange little thing that, that happens here and there. It's, it's actually, you know, people take it very seriously and there's, you know, the education is kind of, you know, incredible, um, that you go through, um, the training and just all the stuff. So it, it being in New York made it a very real kind of possibility. And so I started, you know, acting, uh, taking a lot of, of classes while I was in New York. So if you could right now, send a message back in time to your younger self and you could, you know, give them any bit of advice about life in general, about 
career, about anything. What advice would you give to younger you? I think I would say, you know, right away, this is a job. This is a career. Get on it. Jump on this right away. Um, and go and train all over the world. So, you mm. know, especially in England, I would, I would say go to England, spend, you know, get, get a master's in fine arts in England, you know, and just, just fully immerse yourself, just get into it, you know, and, uh, and then launch from there, go, you know, straight into it. Don't, don't wait, don't sort of piddle around with it. Oh, maybe I can do this. No, you can't just do it. So I think I would say just, you know, just jump into it with both feet. I think that's a great thing and probably a really good one that lots of our listeners will appreciate that. <laughs> okay. And then take a class on improvising accents um, yeah. on, the <laughs> yes, on the fly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But she'll have her British one down because she would have, you know, studied that's in the right. UK. I would have been there for four years or yeah. two or whatever the <laughs> master's, yeah. But if you think about it, like the um, the the English actors, so often I'll have no idea that they were English because their accents for you know American are so good. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously training them over there how to do that. So I would I would be very much a part of. Yes, I would like to learn how to do various accents. So <laughs> my theory is that it's musical. That people who who are also musically inclined have that ear, and I am absolutely completely tone deaf. I, I can't sing to save my life. And my dad sounds like John Lennon. Thank you, dad. <laughs> Why did I get it from my mom who sounds like a dying animal? Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> we both just have the worst voices. And like I said, then there's my dad who sounds like John Lennon. You're like, thanks. That's so funny. Well, yeah, yeah I can see that the music and the, and the ear for it as well. That ear. I really yeah. think it's an ear. It's about rhythm. It's about, uh, you know, knowing how to say things. I don't know. I just find that any of my friends who who are musically inclined uh, are also really good off the cuff with accents. Well, I don't know about that because when I think accents, I think of Tatiana Maslany in Orphan Black and how she was able to pull off various accents. Yeah. No of her as being particularly musical, but she certainly has a gift for, you know, speaking a wide variety of accents. Yeah, she and I did a, um, a bunch of classes together, uh, and she, I'm trying to remember, I, I do know she is musical of some kind, I think she just sort of never focused on it, and never really went into it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she she's certainly not like me, tone deaf, in any case. Yeah, um, She's also just an incredibly hard worker, so she may have mm-hmm. just, you know, been like me and, and prepared really well, because we never did any accents in classes. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, so we would like to wrap then with our final question that we ask everybody, which is what has been your favorite fan interaction you've had? It's funny because there's there's so many and the fans for Killjoys are really quite phenomenal. I was I was blown away. I wasn't expecting it. It's it's it was I don't want to say shocking, but it was just not at all what I was expecting. And so there's there's been so many Um. I do remember there's there's one woman from Hawaii who, uh, when I was at Dragon Con, um, came up to me and um, less on the, the funny side, but she was saying, you know, she's had some difficulties with, with depression and anxiety and these kinds of things. And she said that um, Killjoy is the show um, generally and her interactions with the um, all the cast on it specifically have really helped her and that she, you know, feels heard and that... 
um, you know, people are out there supporting each other and that she's not alone. And so that was something that was just, wow, you don't realize sometimes, you know, and obviously this isn't by any means all the time, but that sometimes shows can affect people. And sometimes the, the messages, you know, um, within and, and, you know, what the people are doing, um, you know, on, on social media, which is something that's a newer thing, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that it can actually affect people and it, it can help people. So it was, it was kind of a really cool thing that I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah. So I hope she's, uh, I hope she's still doing well. She's a lovely girl. She brought me, oh my goodness. And then on the, the lighter side, I guess one of my interactions on, on Twitter, I can't remember now, but, uh, I guess I was talking about how much I love M&Ms. And mm-hmm. so she got me from Hawaii. She brought me every type of M&M there was. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. They, it was kind of awesome. So I think I gained about 14 pounds during that <laughs> time. So I'd just be like, dinner time. time. <laughs> You're like, I have every food group in color That's represented. Exactly it. Yes. <laughs> for breakfast. Chocolate covered crispies, yeah. Uh, coconut, that's obviously a lunch. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Peanut, that's dinner, of course. I mean, <laughs> Get your protein. <laughs> protein. There we go. See with the almonds. Those are protein, man. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and then thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you spending all this time with us. No, thank you for having me. It was lovely talking to you guys. Thanks for listening to another NERC's podcast. Rate us, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at NERC's of the Hub. And let us know what you think. Thank you.